If you like weird history, true crime, haunted and paranormal, then pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have a video component to our favorite Ghost Town episodes at youtube.com slash Jason Horton. Episodes like The Los Feliz Murder House, The Toxic Lady, The Black Dahlia, Janis Joplin's Hotel Room, The Haunted Roosevelt Hotel, and more. Just go to youtube.com slash Jason Horton. That's youtube.com slash J-A-S-O-N-H-O-R-T-O-N. And while you're there, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Thank you. It's the Friends Without Benefits podcast. My name is Jason Horton. Welcome to the show. Today I'm doing my top five of 2018. It's a kind of yearly review of the Friends Without Benefits podcast and the top five most downloaded episodes or most listened to episodes on the show. I know it's not the end of the year. We still got over a month to calculate numbers, but I've been feeling very retrospective lately. I don't know if that's the word, but that's how I've been feeling. So kind of going through the numbers and the analytics, and I was a little surprised on what I found. It it was, I would say two of them I expected, and the other three I did not expect. And in, I guess, fairness, uh, episodes that are uh, kind of older, and especially earlier in the year and older in general, obviously are going to have a leg up. And, you know, some of the ones that I did later in the year, you know, probably will roll over into next year, gathering listens and downloads. I don't know, is it listens or downloads? I don't know what to, to call it. I guess it's, I guess it's, I don't care. As long as somebody's listening to it or downloading it, I'm happy. So I went and I did that. How was my week? Thanks for asking. I I did a scavenger hunt as part of a campaign that I did on the Sony lot for a particular product. If you want to know what that is, you go to my Instagram, the Jason Horton. But it's really not important uh, to talk about that here. And when I heard scavenger hunt, I was like, oh, cool, like an escape room, like a small area in which to move. And I didn't realize it would be scavenger hunting all over Culver City and like running and moving. And I always think that I'm I'm pretty good shape. I go to the gym really regularly. I was just I was just not prepared for this. And I don't know, like I like I hurt my knee or something. I mean it's fine now. But I just I guess I'm just realizing that even though my mind is like, oh cool fun scavenger hunt. You know, with a lot of uh, other people that I, I've known in the, I don't know, so, social media world or the YouTube world or people I'm just friends with. And it was super fun. But I, I guess I just didn't realize what poor shape I'm in for specific things. I guess if I'm prepared for it, I'm like, oh, I'm ready. Like, I know what I'm getting myself into. I'm nice and warmed up. But I was not ready for this. What made it worse is at the end of the day... I realized I lost my wallet somewhere on the Sony lot over the course of six hours, and I did not know when. And I think the reason that I lost it is because, well, I just, I lost it, because I was carrying, like, I had a camera and my uh, uh, sunglasses case, and I only had, like, a certain amount of pockets. So I think I'm always kind of like a wallet, you know, keys, cell phone, 
and I know I have them, but I have extra things in my pockets. I guess I forget the amount of things I have, and I don't know when I lost it. So it's the end of the day. We're all leaving, and I, I carpooled uh, with my friend Jen Levinson. Um, she's been on this podcast. She was cool enough to wait for me. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to security guards and, like, is there a lost and found? I'm going to different spots, and I'm going to the last place that we ended up uh, where we were hanging out. And I was like – and I'm just thinking, I was like, this is – like, what is it going to take for me to get another license? So I already lost my debit card. Uh, about a week ago, and I'm still waiting for that. So I can't even really spend any money unless it's on, like, PayPal. I can only, like, kind of take Ubers if I want to or, like, Venmo people. So I was like, what was it going to take for me to get another license? And so it was at the very end, and uh, I went up to the last, the gate we came in, had a security guard, and I was telling him that I lost my wallet, and one of the dudes that was with us, he said, oh, wait, what's your name again? And I, I thought he was like, listen, I'm not in the mood for you to be joking about you finding my wallet. And he kept doing it. And he's like, oh, did it have like a you know Capital One card in it or whatever? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, I found that like right at the beginning of the day. And I gave it to the cashier at this commissary on the Sony lot. And I was like, what? Had I not at the very end of the day n- not mentioned that in front of him? It's not, it's not like I asked anybody. He just happened to be standing there, I guess, waiting to validate his parking or whatever. So I go to to the commissary it's closed and I go to the security outside they don't have it none of the lost and founds have it but somebody else from security actually had a key to go in she went she found it very end of the day so when I say like oh it's like I have the worst luck I don't know what it is but sometimes I have I'm very fortunate to I guess it's like right place right time as far as finding my wallet will I lose my wallet again Probably, but luckily, uh, I don't have enough going on that if I lose my wallet, you know, I mean, take my identity, I guess. It's just, it's just very inconvenient. Tonight, so this will be, you, you know, you when you're hearing this, this will be like a day or two before. I'm going to see uh, one of my current favorite bands called Ghost. They're playing at the LA Forum. If you're not familiar, might not be your thing, but they are definitely very interesting and they put on a great show and I'm super excited. I guess there's no openers I believe they're doing two, like, one-hour and ten-minute sets with an intermission. So it's a bit theatrical, which which I'm into. I'm into the, three, into the theatrics, you know. Do a podcast. That's the opposite of that, but I'm going to be checking that out. And something for you to check out are the top five most listened to episodes of Friends Without Benefits in the year 2018 up until this point. At number five... This one was a surprise. I just did not, I don't know, and for no reason, I don't know why I, maybe because it was, it came out like kind of the middle of the year. I don't know, but it was uh, Rebecca and Lindsay from the Boss Bitch podcast. It's a great episode, very interesting. Rebecca does the Ghost Town podcast with me, so if you want to check that out, it's everywhere you listen to podcasts. And I, I was just, again, just surprised to see this was at number five. Double, triple checked it. It's not like, you know, I, you know, do these huge, some, you know, for some reason just get more listens or they're promoted more. You know, this one was just a, a, a really good, interesting, uh, it's an interesting episode because it was very seldomly do I have two people uh, where I'm interviewing two people at the same time. So it's kind of a, a, a really good give and take and they're both uh, really interesting and really funny. And uh, here is a clip 
where they kind of talk about when they have guests on uh, how it inspires them and kind of, uh, you know, and benefits them. And, and I have uh, a lot of, I mean, every guest I have on is something for me. Uh, but especially, you know, since stand-up comedy has been so new for me. So this year, talking to a lot of stand-up comics, a lot of it was for me. So let's listen to Rebecca and Lindsay from the Boss Bitch Podcast at number five. It's tricky, but yeah, the good thing is being a woman um, kind of sucks all the time, you know? So speaking to that, I feel like people can relate to it most of the time. Yeah, exactly. And people, it's nice to get advice from people Mm -hmm. who are also like going through shit and People who are like have been through it or like successful. I feel like we've had a lot of successful people that have been inspiring to me. Same. Where I'm like, oh, okay, they can do it, and they yeah. feel like we can do it. And so it's more for you, <laughs> more for you, more, more, more for you for than than for the audience. One hundred percent. Number four. This one was kind of a surprise, although it was recorded in December 2017, but released in January 2018. Is Noah Barron, actor, friend, uh, a very focused, um, I would say, uh, has a very strong work ethic, and uh, just a, yeah, a, a, but a cool, you know what I mean? It, it's not like it's also his personality uh, necessarily reflects that in the sense that he's super uptight because he's, you know, super willing to make fun of himself. I guess if you, if I hang out with people, if they're not willing to do that, then we're not going to probably get along very well, uh, and he uh, discusses in this working with the Coen brothers. And like, I just, with Scarlett Johansson, the Coen brothers, and he kind of talks about, you know, working on that scene uh, that he's in in the movie Hail Caesar and kind of how he kind of approached it and dealt with it. And uh, I mean, listen, I, I see people out and I'm like, whoa, I just saw a celebrity out in Hollywood. And uh, he just is, he's a total professional. He's been super supportive in my kind of act. I mean, I still do some acting and he's uh, done some coaching for me and some, uh, helped me with my self tapes. Uh, But yeah, so uh, I guess I'm not, I'm not super surprised, but uh, at number four, this is Noah Barron. So from what I, and I could be wrong that you, uh, your first big, big shot break uh, was uh, uh, Hail Caesar. Yeah. Coen Brothers. I remember we were shooting a video and you were talking about like, um, in, you know, meeting with the Cone. You auditioned for them, right? The Cone Brothers. Yeah, I auditioned for it, and then I got a call back, and they were at the callback. And I remember, like, hearing that, I was like, "That's already, that's already the success." Yeah. Like to me, I was just like, I don't even need to hear anything else past that because to me, I was like, "That's so cool." And even if you walked in there and they're like, "We will never work with this guy. This guy is the worst. He should just leave Los Angeles." I'd be like, "I still auditioned for the Cone Brothers." That's funny. I uh, so I heard that, and then uh, you're in it. And I was like. You know, the movie was uh, good. Yeah. It's good. It was I mean, Coen Brothers. It, 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 was, it, was a, it was a good – there's a lot I liked about it. I felt like the stakes weren't really super high. Yeah, I mean – But I everyone feel, was good in it. It yep. looked good. Great and cast. And you're in it and you're like uh, opposite Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, and Josh Brolin. Yeah. Yeah. But f- I'll start with Scarlett Johansson. And then end with Josh Brolin. Yeah. Well, I like – listen, they're both great. They're both fantastic. Um, I would have been – were you nervous? Um – a little bit because it was the first one and like that's that's a hell of a first one to get yeah. right like the biggest names in Hollywood with yeah. the Coen brothers and Roger Deakins who's the most winningest cinematographer of all time so I was but then I kind of just like on set so there was like 500 people and they were like all right 
everyone out, A team in. And it was me, Josh, yeah. Scarlett, Joel, Ethan, Deacons. So it was just us. It was just a small group of people. And then I was like, this is happening. This is real. Um, then once I brought everyone in, I kind of like had this talk with myself. I was like, you got this. Like, you belong here. You can com- you can go head to head with these with these stars. Like, they've got you've got everything they have. What have any of them done lately? You Nothing. Know what I mean? I've never really, heard of exactly. any, ever that. None of them ever did anything Mm-mm. while you were sitting here on this podcast. I mean, and doing YouTube videos. <laughs> like, yeah. What YouTube videos have they done? Really? Yeah, right. I, probably none. Probably very few. At number three, this is not too much of a surprise. This was uh, always a well-performing episode, but this episode is with Monica Smith. She's a comedian, writer, actor, uh, former model, and just a generally cool person that I've always, uh, I don't know, always been a fan of. Always was like, I like that person. And like I hope they continue to do well forever and ever and ever. And in this clip, she kind of talks about going from modeling into comedy and kind of how all that worked out. Listen, I've been there. I've been there. But uh, I want to hear her perspective on it. Um, So here's Monica Smith at number three. I got really – I started to – I started studying at Second City and I hated the way people treated me in the modeling industry because one, it is, you know, this Weinstein stuff is coming out. Modeling world is another level of that. Um, And I hated that and I hated how people just assumed you're dumb and, you know, conversation wasn't something people And this is all you could do and, like, you have, like, one function and then that's Mm -hmm. it, yeah. It was just your body, you know, no no need to say anything. So that got really tiresome, so I wanted to do more. And when I found Second City, I loved, loved improv. I check a lot of apps regularly, but one that I check very regularly is Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. I'm the everyone. I guess maybe you're the wealthy. I don't know, but I'm, I'm part of the everyone, and I like that. Non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. Simple and intuitive. Clear design with data presented in easy-to-digest way. There is a no-cost no commission fees. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees. Trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Come on, keep them all. You, you want it. You need it. Keep it. Easy to understand charts and market data. Place to trade in just four taps on your smartphone. And Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. You can sign up at friends.robinhood.com. That's friends.robinhood.com. All right, at number two, this one is not a surprise to me. Not a surprise at all. Probably was on last year's. Is is probably going to forever be in the number two spot. I mean, not number two. Always going to be number one to me. But number two on this top five is Trisha Paytas. Uh, Trisha is uh, you have to do the do the work and research Trisha Paytas because there's there's like a lot going on. Um, I'm kind of forever a fan. I think she was also on recently. She was on Big Brother UK. She does a lot. She puts out a lot. She's always interesting. Uh, this whole episode is you know it's pretty. Oh, what's the word I want to use? I don't know. It's pretty um, 
a little raunchy, a little uh, NC-17. So for me, finding a clip uh, wasn't super easy because I'd rather you just go and listen to these all these episodes. I'm just you know, giving you a clip so you go and listen to these episodes. But uh, this one, I mean, it's hard to... I think this one is when she kind of talked about she had some success like uh, working in TV and then she got into stripping. Um, so we, you know, she kind of uh, talks about that. She just had a very interesting life and career and she continues to. So I just wanted to find a clip that wasn't um, just to, like shock you. Um, but they're all a little, they're all kind of like that. Um, but that's why she's great. So at number two, this is Trisha Paytas. Yeah, so... Yeah, so I and then I went to college, a like community college, and it was just awful. And I just wanted to – I got a job on the Greg Barrett show. Like um, It was like a Craigslist ad. Okay, so this is how it was. So I was searching – I didn't have an agent. I didn't know how to get on TV. But there was Craigslist ads for TV, film, and entertainment. So I used to like go on there just to see like what it was. And they were looking for someone to get like a make under. And I nominated myself from like my brother's perspective. I'm like, my sister is out of control. She dresses like Barbie. Would you She's- do it as your brother? Yeah. Was it a fake? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they called. And so I had to convince my brother to – to, like go on the show with me and um I, it was great because it was the great Baron show and then I ended up becoming like union and they had me on like 14 episodes after that but what happened was is they liked me so much and they asked me to come back but my dad's like no no more tv like you have to do school because I was missing school because I shoot Monday through Thursday and so I just quit school I was just like F that I'm gonna just like move and so I moved like by myself to like be on the great Baron show it got canceled like that season but you know, it got me to LA, so I got union and it was all that. Yeah. So, what was your next step? Like, now, what do you Because, you know, in, in, in LA or Hollywood, it's like, now what? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I got that so easily, and that was like a union job. I was getting like, you know, two grand an episode. It was so great. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is easy. And then right after that, a producer got me for Who Wants to Be a Superhero, which is a sci fi show with Stan Lee. Um, and that was great. So, like, everything was like doing really well. And then all of a sudden, like, I wasn't getting anything. And I didn't know how to go about getting anything because up to that point, it was like the great band producer told me about this. So I didn't know. Um, so, yeah, that's my video yesterday. I met my um, a, a guy, and he like told me to get into stripping to make money. And so I kind of was focused on that, and then I now by got, guy was it you? You met like uh, my friend Craig, or was it a guy that you were into? With? Yeah, I was like dating, kind of. Yes. But I was like eighteen; he was like forty-seven. At number one, this is no surprise. This is always my top listened to episode overall. It's my first episode. It's with Shane Dawson, and uh, most recently Shane has a very successful series on his YouTube channel um, where he does exposés uh, on on various people. The most recent one uh, is Inside the Mind of Jake Paul. Very interesting. Kind of has a, I don't know, like a documentary slash like an investigative, you know, um, kind of like a making a murderer, but there's no murder. It's uh, just interesting People, I guess, depending on who you ask, and he kind of, you know, he kind of gets in, uh, he gets in pretty deep with these people, uh, and I think he's, he's, the editing is so good on these. I mean, the the clips he finds and the way he edits them, and that's like probably my favorite part of it because it just, I don't know, it just moves in a very interesting way, and it's a lot of episodes, but it doesn't feel like a lot of episodes, but uh, in this episode, uh, I talked, again, this is another episode that is, Pretty NC-17, you're going to want to listen to the whole thing. I mean, it's still, you know, it's 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 not recent, but the information in it isn't, you know, it's not, 
not valid. It's uh, it's still very true information. But uh, even listening back to it, I was like, yeah, still the same thing. Uh, but Shane talks about when you have a career, I guess, really in anything, but especially in entertainment online, on, on you know, whether it's on YouTube, uh, to kind of diversify what you do and not just hope the one thing that you're doing that's successful will will be there forever because it really it won't for the most part and uh he's definitely right about that and he Shane has definitely uh, kept what what he does but also has diversified so at number 1 Shane Dawson we're do it like if your thing is like oh god this is dangerous territory but okay <laughs> oh, boy. i listen if you if you become insanely popular really quickly on youtube for doing one specific thing, that's going to go away. Right. You have to do multiple things. I did sketches and vlogs, and I was doing, you know, music, and I was doing a podcast. I'm doing a lot of different things, whereas I think Grace is another example of somebody who gets it, who they do a lot of different things. But then when you have somebody who, I only do this, it's like, or I only dye my hair crazy colors, or I only do certain things, well, that's going to get old. Then what are you going to do? Without, 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 without.